This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 83 of the Animaniacast. Mr. Annoying never makes a sound when Rocket Rat flies into town. Here I come to rescue you, Rocket Rat the Rodent True Blue. But first, a nap. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there dedicated to the animated series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all of the cultural references and gags. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, my brother Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. Toasted Hats, who loved Geraldo on the next shrimp boat. And joining us across the country is Kelly. Hi. Uh, I I thought you were going to say just toot toot, Nathan. Oh. Uh, I didn't. I, I I wanted to see if you're going to call Kelly toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it was either toot toot or cha 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 in my head. Yep. Like either one of those two things. That's what Nathan's going to say. But no, I'm back. going going all over. I also could have said cuckoo. <laughs> Well, anyway, today we are talking about episode 83 of Animaniacs, uh, the infamous episode, as I've been finding out from some people. Uh, this episode, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo Clock, is uh, stars none other than Slappy Squirrel and Skippy Squirrel, and uh, it's nothing but that. It's, uh, it's a half-hour-long special. It has a whole special intro and no Animaniacs theme song at all. Just this, you know, Slappy Squirrel. I guess you could call it the Skippy and Slappy theme. Well, Nathan, Kelly, if someone were to ask you about this uh, episode in a few words, what would you tell them? Um, special. It's, it's special. It's, uh, it's, it's classic comedy, I guess, throughout the whole thing. Just hilarious. Are you being facetious, perhaps, Nathan? No, it's, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, never facetious. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into our discussion of today's episode, we are proud to announce that uh, we have a new sponsor. Ba, 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 ba. It's none other than Yay. this little company you may have heard of, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Amazon.com. Is this like a new startup? I uh, think perhaps. Um, Aren't they really only a sponsor if they pay us to talk about them? That's very true. But They're not paying us. They are hopefully going to be paying us in this way. Because we have a brand new Animani <laughs> cast Amazon shop. Ooh. That's ah. right. See, now we're starting to get the connections. Uh, a lot of times people say, hey, Joey, how can we support the show? You know, because, you know, you have to pay every month to to host the show, and that, that costs money. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. People are just 
asking how can they give you money every right? day they keep asking me can i how can i give you money i can give them my paypal account and that would solve that real quick <laughs> but uh what are the the best ways here though that we're finding though is where's things like you know t public we have our t public store which is t public.animaniacast.com and things like that they'll help cover the costs of hosting our show each and every month when people go to purchase stuff but this just came about our Amazon shop, which is amazon.animanicast.com. If you go to amazon.animanicast.com, you can basically see a lot of cool Animaniacs merchandise, whether it's costumes or shirts or pins or even, of course, the videos themselves. We have the whole DVD sets and Pinky and the Brain and Freakazoid and Hysteria and Tiny Toons all grouped together so that you can uh, find what you want for Animaniacs. And if you do go through that little portal, uh, the Animaniacast gets a few pennies <laughs> as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a great way to you know, help get some stuff that you actually want and actually help support our show. And according to what Amazon has told me, if people just go to amazon.animaniacast.com, and then, you know, you don't really see anything you want, but then you find something else just searching on Amazon. That, uh, as long as it's all through that same shopping trip, you could, you're still supporting the show. They'll still even give us a little, a little fraction of what you purchase. So, let's say you go to our shop, and then you say, eh, I'm just going to buy some Star Wars DVDs instead. Well, theoretically, we should get a little bit of something of that, too. So, it's kind of an experiment, but it's uh, kind of an exciting way to find some cool Animaniac stuff. So I asked Nathan and Kelly uh, and myself to look at the shop and see if we could find one item on our shop that we thought was kind of cool and we wanted to talk about. So Nathan, what did you pick out that you'd like to talk about? Oh boy, I'm going first. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, so there's some really cool clothing and merch, but I went straight to the video selection. Um, I already have Animaniacs on my Hulu, but I don't have Freakazoid Season 2. I only have Season 1, so that's my pick. Freakazoid Season 2, and there's even a special for Seasons 1 and 2 where you get free shipping with just buying it. You don't even need to buy anything else. It's it's all primed up and ready to go. That's right. You got a lot of prime shipping on these. Yeah. Which is very cool. Kelly, what did you see on the store that you liked? I saw a shirt that I already have, so I can recommend it wholeheartedly. It's the um, Animaniac See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil t-shirt, and it's got Dot covering her eyes, and Wacko covering his ears, and Yakko covering his mouth, and um, it's a gray shirt. It looks like it's sized in juniors, um, and it's super soft and cute, and I, I really enjoy it. And I am going to recommend the following shirt. It's Animaniacs the Good Feathers. And it looks like it's, it's an official merchandise, which I really appreciate. Um, but it looks like the Good Feathers, and it's spelt out in the font of the Godfather. And it just has Pesto Squid and Bobby all s- sitting right there in kind of a distressed design. It's black and a, a white you know, text and everything. It just looks really cool. So, yes, we even have Good Feathers merchandise 
in there as well. So a lot of a lot of cool stuff. And especially if you're an Animaniacs fan and you're already going to be getting some of the stuff, you know, planning on getting it. Uh, well, it's all collected here in this one place on Amazon. And if you're a Prime member like I am, then you get it to your door in just a couple days, which is pretty cool. I love Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that site again is amazon.animaniacast.com. Use it to find some cool Animaniacs merchandise or really just any Amazon merchandise that you'd like. Next On your next Amazon trip, that might be today or tomorrow, just go to amazon.animaniacast.com first for all that. Woo! All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of episode 83. Nathan, when did this episode first premiere? Oh boy. Okay. Uh I I actually looked this up for the first time. Um <laughs> Saturday, September 7th, 1996. Usually I just memorize this, but uh for some reason I had never seen this episode before. So, uh <laughs> this is actually the first episode of season 4. Uh, this is actually one of two episodes that I played that day. Um so as tradition, I'm going to go over all the movies that came out since the last episode ended of season 3. Uh, at least, you know, a couple of the movies, because there's a lot of movies that came out. <laughs> the, one, the ones that you liked, anyway. <laughs> the ones that popped out to me. So, like, in March. So, like, last one was in February. In March, we got Sergeant Bilko and Fargo. Do you remember those? I've seen Fargo and like it very much. I've it's... seen bits of Sergeant Bilko, because it's not as good. <laughs> it's not very good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> April, you'll like this. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie, and Kids in the Hall with Brain Candy. Remember those? Yes, I do. And uh, also not great movies. Mystery Science Theater they're... the movie is not as good as the show, but I <laughs> I remember I remember that had to, that was like I really really wanted to see that and it came to Tucson so late and it only played in like one little art theater uh here in Tucson like 2 or 3 weeks after its release everywhere else in the country. And yeah, it just I just remember being kind of disappointed when it was done, like, well, that was it. And, um, yeah, it, I have mixed feelings about the, the mystery science theater movie. I like it cause it's mystery science theater, but it's not their best one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the episodes are better and same with kids in the hall. Like I kids feel in like the hall brain candy. Yeah. That's another one where it's like, uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I just rather watch the show. I think, yeah, uh, so <laughs> month here. Okay. And month of May, uh, twister mission impossible. Great movies. Uh, Twister was, I think, the biggest movie that summer. So, uh, isn't it crazy then, that Mission Impossible is still like coming the out sixth movie? I think is coming oh out. Oh my this gosh, summer or something? Yeah, like, insane. I mean, I've only seen the first two. <laughs> I gave uh, up on Mission Impossible after the second one, and uh, ironically, second one was the worst one. Yeah, ironically, I guess they got better after that. So I shouldn't yeah. have given up on them because I guess they got pretty good. But I, I always get mad at that second one. It just, it's not a Mission Impossible movie at all. Uh, anyways, June we got uh, Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. We got yeah. Joey's favorite Disney movie, The Hunchback in Notre Dame. We got the Nutty Professor remake, and we have The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean is, Connery. <laughs> is that really your favorite Disney movie? It's one of them, definitely. <laughs> it's one wow. of them. Um, it's may not be now. Who liked it that much? <laughs> I really like it a lot. It's so different. 
No, I like it. I just, I made the mistake of reading. That was one situation where I was like, yeah, the book is nothing like. Oh, yeah. Movie. I never read the book. Um, I don't, I, I knew going in, like, I, I should not read the book. <laughs> it's well, a, it, it's a wonderful book. I love Victor Hugo. And, and I, you know, I'm okay with adaptations. You know, y'all know my feelings about Ready Player One. That was, that was a really good adaptation for what was a difficult book to adapt. But Hunchback of Notre Dame completely sanitized that story yeah but like all the early like uh, isn't like cinderella like don't they like cut the feet off or something yeah, like i like... guess it doesn't bother me as much because those are fairy tales <laughs> yeah it's and not I a piece don't... of literature yeah it's not a victor hugo work yeah <laughs> that's, like, that's like doing lady Miserable and nobody dies yeah well it's yeah. kind of you know well, i can't wait to read the book one day and then you know get into the jason alexander uh, gargoyle uh arc <laughs> To really see more about that character. Yeah, like that was that was good. Uh, anyway, so uh, on to July, we have Independence Day, Phenomenon, Multiplicity, Harriet the Spy. Those are all fine movies, I guess. Uh, well, definitely Multiplicity. I love that movie. I can see that all the time. Independence Day was great. Like, I mean, that also got a sequel. Uh, in August, we got Matilda, kind of in the vein of Harriet the Spy, a very Brady sequel, and then Robin Williams played. Uh, a kid in Jack, a giant kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> I never saw Jack because I knew going kind of, in that it would be a depressing movie in the end because yeah, he's supposed to depressing. die. I'm sure. So I'm like, why <laughs> would I watch a movie where the guy is going to die? Like he, he dies at like 16 or so, you know, like because he ages so quickly. It's very yeah, it's depressing. like why would I want to watch this? <laughs> like, here's a preview. Here's the idea. This guy ages quickly. And he's a six-year-old, but he really looks like he's 40. And I'm like, well, let me just do the math. What's going to happen in a little bit? A little kid's going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the opposite of Benjamin Button? Yeah. Kind of. Either way, Except... I didn't see Benjamin Button either. Right? <laughs> it was cool. I like. I mean, I liked it. Well, a lot of cool movies. A lot of cool movies. My goodness. A lot of forgettable movies. Yeah, yeah. They're all, like, it I wasn't the best guy. year. For movies, never existed. <laughs> what were you saying, Kelly? Oh, I said uh, hearing some of those titles, I forgot some of those ever existed. I Harriet the Spy, I never saw, but most of those, I, I don't know. I think Nathan's bringing up a lot of movies that we actually watched as kids, so that was part Maybe. of the reason. But, uh, <laughs> I also, it, it was not a great summer. Looking at a lot of the movies, I was like, oh, like really, like well, yeah, the best. I, I didn't like, hear a Spielberg movie in there. I mean, other than me? Twister, which he executive produced, but yeah, Independence Day was the summer film of that that year. Yeah, yeah it was that and Twister. Mission which, Impossible. by the way, I stood in line for Independence Day with my Animaniacs shirt. I had an Animaniacs alien shirt, uh, where on the front of the shirt it shows uh, the you know, these three aliens coming at the, coming at you, uh, looking really mean. And on the back of it, it shows that they take off their masks and that they're Yakko, Wacko, and Dot on the back of it. And I still have that shirt today, <laughs> but I wore that alien shirt waiting in line to get tickets or to whatever to uh, go see Independence Day. This is back in the day where you had to like buy your, wait in line for a few hours right when the theater opened a week before the movie and then get in mm -hmm. line to get, Oh gosh. The 90s Good old was, days. The nineties was tough. Let me tell you. I only did that for Phantom Menace. Yeah, I did that for Phantom Menace. And but I think one of the first times I did it was for uh, Independence Day, which is not the same. <laughs> by, the, by the time Attack of the Clones came out, I learned that you can order tickets by phone. I was like, this is amazing technology. <laughs> 
Well, I don't have a transition, so we're just going to get right into. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Uh, okay. Oh, there we go. You're so crazy. Now let's talk about this episode with Crazy Slappy. Uh, let's get into our discussion here of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo Clock. And One Flew Over the Cuckoo Clock was written by Nicholas Hollander, Jeff Quitney, and Tom Ruger. And it was directed by John McClanahan and Rusty Mills. And, uh, well, we're going to kind of go through this episode kind of segment by segment. Uh, there's essentially three acts in this. Uh, and after we talk about each act, we'll kind of pause and then talk about what we liked about each act. If there were things that we liked about each act. Or really just moments that really stood out. <laughs> because there are some, definitely, I would say, if it wasn't funny, it was definitely some powerful moments, I would say. Or depressing moments, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> it, it, it affected you in some way. So, basically, it starts off, uh, Slappy is just watching TV at home one sunny day. And she's flipping channels, and she can't get past talk shows. Ah, 2 p.m. on the WB Network. Slappy Squirrel Cartoonathon. Two straight hours of crashing anvils and exploding bombs. And they say all the educational shows are on PBS. Ha! Now what channel is that WB on again? Men who date women who date men who are women on the next Jenny Jones. That ain't it. Women who married men who are married women today on Geraldo. That ain't it either. People who married their pets coming up on Ricky Lake. And that's definitely not it. Let me just go the, all, over the full list here. Jenny Jones, Geraldo, Ricky Lake... Montel Williams, Phil Donahue, who is apparently being pictured with Gordon Elliott. Um, I thought it was Pat Sajak because Pat Sajak had a, a talk show too, or, or actually, I guess actually it was a late night talk show, which is totally different. Of course, Oprah's on it a few times. Sally Jesse Raphael, Maury Povich, Jane Whitney, who I don't remember, Jerry Springer, uh, Mike and Maddie, Rolanda. I remember Rolanda a little bit. Uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. Rosie O'Donnell, uh, you can hear this kind of Uma Oprah talk back and forth, uh, which is in reference to when David Letterman hosted the Oscars and pointed at Uma Thurman and then pointed at Oprah Winfrey and went back and forth saying, Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. I remember that. That, yeah. was, that was a moment. That <laughs> was a moment. And it was, was... say that again. I said Stephen was there. <laughs> oh, I would hope so. <laughs> next on Jane Whitney. Make it stop! On the next Jerry Springer. Kleptomania. Mike and Maddie. Elvis. She played duty on the facts of life. Uma. Oprah. Uma. Oprah. Is it true love or is it just a rash? Now, Tepes Bledsoe. People who are people. On Rolanda. Uma. Oprah. Susan Powder. With Regis and Kathy Lee. She married a shrimp boat captain. Mary Lou Henner on the next Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> And she has, as as is later described as, an episode. And when Skippy gets home, she's cooking her hat. She's cooking her purse, actually. She's cooking a lot of stuff in the oven and the toasters. And Slappy, what are you doing? I'm toasting my hat. What else? 
Love me, love my lawnmower today on Regis and Maury. And Sloppy, what's wrong with you? You know, just basically babbles about shrimp boats and all this junk. <laughs> and Skippy toot, doesn't... Toot. toot toot. Yeah, she likes to say toot toot. Basically, at the end of all that, uh, Skippy is... Uh, he tries to care of the house for her. He tries to care of Slappy. And one day, he sees that the whole house is almost on fire because Slappy is burning her Napoleon hat, which is very convenient to have when you're a cartoon character to show that you are now officially crazy, is to always <laughs> grab your Napoleon hat, I find. So, <laughs> in case there's any doubt... Slappy is gone insane. Toasted hat to La Veraldo on the next shrimp boat. Toot toot! And so she gets booked into the cartoon motion picture uh, hospital rest home at the very end because, uh, yeah, the doctor says, the doctor who kind of looks like uh, George Clooney says this would be the best place for her. Well, this was the... That's the first act. There's quite a bit that goes on in this first part right here. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when watching this episode? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea where this episode was going. It kind of got off to a strange start, and um, I had never seen it before. So I, I really was curious um, because there wasn't a whole lot that was terribly funny in it other than well i mean i guess the whole talk show thing and uma oprah that took me back because <laughs> you know that was that was like the academy awards the year after spielberg won for schindler's list and so it was i was still kind of really excited about the oscars and curious to see what would happen next so i remember watching that and thinking david letterman so weird <laughs> but um yeah i was i i was kind of um curious about the storyline yeah, it was definitely starting off on a very different uh, different beat. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Uh, there were some funny parts with the Slappy talking to the doctor, doing tests on her, and uh, Skippy saying what was normal and not normal. That was some funny-ish parts there. and uh, But yeah, overall, kind of depressing. It, it got kind of real with, with Skippy trying to take care of Slappy at home. Yeah, and it got, it got not, real real quick. <laughs> Yeah, that moment. <laughs> like, like this seems like a little too close to home for a lot of uh, yeah folks. Like, he was falling asleep in for, class. He's taking care of her for three weeks. I think is just yeah. at home. Just um, it's yeah. like yeah. How are you feeling today? Toot toot! Shrimp boats coming up on Donahue. That's nice. Poor slap or poor Skippy. Yeah, it's a little depressing, I guess, is the overall feeling. But there's some fun, like um, the reference to, to uh, Mindy Buttons. I laughed at that. So. <sighs> okay, I love you. Bye bye. Toot toot. Uh, yeah, so it definitely started off on a very uh, not not as it was still yeah, like you said, Nathan, it had some funny moments in it, and I love the animation in a lot of this. I mean, when Slappy was having her her little breakdown and the close-ups on her face and everything and uh, her, how her eyes were bugging out and, and all that. That looked, that looked cool. Um, I, I really did bring me back, though, to the 90s when it's kind of funny that there was a lot of talk shows out there. <laughs> there really was. I mean, today there's so many other um, things that we could point to as 
examples of the downfall of society, <laughs> you know, with social reality. media. Yeah, reality TV. But even reality TV is not even being blamed as much as it, say, was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. But back in the early 90s, it seems like that was, you know, the thing that people would point at and say, that is the symbol of how bad our society is. Look at all these horrible talk shows that we have out there. And a lot of the, I mean, there was like an influx of just so many, uh, you know, on every channel, especially in the afternoon that I'm sure a lot of kids could relate to this too, because instead of cartoons a lot, there would just be Sally, Jesse, Raphael when you got home or something, or heaven forbid you didn't have cable when you were a kid and you had to stay home sick because there's nothing but talk shows. Mm -hmm. And the price is right. Oh, that price is right. <laughs> yeah. Price is right. 10 o'clock. CBS for me. That's that was like the shining moment, and then the rest of it was just talk shows. <laughs> See, it's nice and clean, Aunt Slappy. It's just like home. At home with Kathy Lee. Next on Rolanda. I'll come every day at three o'clock, right after school. You can count on me, Aunt Slappy. You should go now. She needs to get settled in. Boats without two toots coming up on Montel. Go on home now, and don't worry. We'll take perfect care of her. Goodbye, Aunt Slappy. And now let's go on to the second act. Uh, so Skippy visits Slappy every day at 3 o'clock. Um, however, her condition just throughout all this is not improving. And I mean, they try going to Walter Wolf at one point and I think S Slappy showed some signs of improvement when she's still able to perhaps unconsciously, I wasn't sure if it was conscious or unconsciously, <laughs> uh, switch some dynamite and, uh, make sure that Walter Wolf blew up in his hospital bed instead of her. And now's my chance to finally get rid of that slappy squirrel. It was always the same formula. He'd try to blow you up, but then somehow you'd pull the old switcheroo. And Walter would be the one who gets blasted, remember? Not really. Come to think of it, the face is familiar. Toot toot. So I, for a second I thought, is she just playing a... This is yeah. a, a con or something, a long con, but this is where the episode, I think, really got pretty real. Because, like Kelly mentioned, he's falling asleep in class, and that, for me, as a teacher, <laughs> I'm like, this is real stuff going on right here. Where the teacher asks uh, Skippy, is everything okay at home? Now, by the way, let's just talk about privacy. Teacher, don't talk about that stuff in front of the other kids. Bring him outside. <laughs> But whatever. <laughs> well, because of this interaction with this teacher, a social worker comes to check in on Skippy and uh, see if Slappy is there. And Skippy tries to, you know, pull a fast one on her. She said she's busy. Oh, this is really important. What is she doing? And Slappy, she wants to know what you're doing. If she was such a lady, she wouldn't be asking. Ha <laughs> ha! I see. I'm afraid you'll have to come with me. Wait, no, I don't want to. You're a little boy. You need to be taken care of. No. 
We'll find you a very good home. You'll like it, I promise. No, I have a home. I don't want to go. I want my Aunt Slappy. Aunt Slappy. Aunt Slappy. Skippy has some good emotional stuff going on here. You know, it's it, mm-hmm. it feels real, and he gets dragged off to like an adoption village of some sort. <laughs> Or foster home or something like that. Anyway, uh, there we go. So now we're getting a little bit more real. And Nathan, what did you think when you saw the second <laughs> act? It's even more depressing than the first act. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. It was. I thought that it was weird because yeah, the the whole falling asleep that was in act one, and then like it's it's a whole season passes with with Slappy in the in the retirement home the rest home because like the whole season changes so it's at least so it's a it's i would say three months or something and then finally the social worker comes so it's like i don't know if the teacher just waited to tell anyone or if the social worker was just really so coming there but it's been a while that she noticed the issue with skippy so i don't know i was just i noticed that i thought that was weird but uh, I like that Slappy uh, gets to be like they have a lot of uh, cartoon uh, like uh, cameos, I guess. It's yeah, kind of that's true. They did have a, that was that was probably the funniest part of this was just seeing all the different older kind of parodies of different uh, cartoon characters, right? Like Woody Woodpecker and Donald Duck. Ma- yeah, there was a Minnie Mouse and a Donald Duck kind of character and Goofy and uh, I guess maybe a Garfield. Uh, there was this dog that kept, you know, every he said the word squirrel, he would go squirrel, squirrel, which made yeah, me I think, can... did they predict Doug in Up or something? Like, what? <laughs> well, didn't Stink Bomb do that too? Wasn't he like big at like hearing squirrel? Like uh, when he reacted to that? I guess he, yeah, a little that's bit. I, I thought it was Stink Bomb's dad or something. Like... Oh, there you go. Perhaps, oh, that's a really old dog. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I know Stink Bomb was all really, really old, but. Well, uh, Kelly, what about you? When you get to the second act, when these CPS is coming to <laughs> Skippy's door, what did you I, think? Um, it was really sad when the social worker came and got him. It reminded me of this episode of Punky Brewster when I was a kid. And I guess Henry had a heart attack or something, so he was in the hospital. And Punky had to go live with like this other family and you know, kind of went from place to place because you know, she was a, a foster child and, and had been adopted and, you know, got pulled away from, from her family. And, and I don't know, it just took me way back and remembering that. And, um, I felt really sad for him. He'd been trying all this time to keep things going and maintain the house and taking care of Aunt Slappy and he gets pulled away. This really does feel like an after school special or, a, you know, one of those, a very special episodes of Family I Ties or... Spe- oh, yeah. <laughs> Kids WB will be right back. Yup, after these messages. And we, we hope, hope that you'll be back too. Greetings, Persons Perusing Podcast. Are you looking for something a little different for your Star Wars-themed shows? Then join millions of others who now proudly call themselves scoundrels. I don't think it's millions, Taxes. It has to be close by now. After all the word of mouth and interwebs, nothing exists in a vacuum, Dennis. Space does. I'm not sure what this space vacuum you're talking about is. Never mind. So if you're looking for a unique show for news, hot space opinions, unique discussion points with our hypotheticals, or Taxes' musings with Saber Clash, 
And tune into Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels with me, Dennis Keithley. Me, Jay Krebs. And me, your humble little Dark Lord of the Shtick, Darth Taxus. From failed bits to musical guests to dancing Wookiees, you never know who might drop by. You really never do. So start your engines, fire up your sabers, hold on tight, and join us. For Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels. Part of the RetroZap Podcast Network. The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Schwar and Shaz Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on RetroZap.com. Part of the RetroZap Network. Hello! Genius people, Yakko Warner here. The only show we listen to in the Water Tower is the Animaniacast. I bet you can't guess why. Good night, everybody. Let's go to Act Three. Act Three, uh, basically, Skippy, because he's now in a foster home or something, he does not show up at Three Cuckoos, and uh, Slappy kind of breaks out of it for a, a while, and Slappy says, "Wait, where am I?" <laughs> Skippy? Skippy? Where's Skippy? And where am I for that matter? Yeah, that's all Skippy needed to do was just not show up one day, and then Slappy would have snapped yeah, out. Yeah, it's good to de- neglect your elf. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lesson for today's <laughs> episode. No. Uh, basically, you know, she says, hey, where's my nephew? And... You know, a lot of the older people say, I know this is what I always have. There's this annoying pig character voiced by Tress McNeil. Like I said, first they skip a day, then a week, then a month. Then they stop coming all together. Family. Who needs them? Anyway, she she basically makes a run for it. She, uh, uh, you know, escapes uh, in in the night. Hello Nurse is there. She has two jobs. She works on the Warner Brothers lot and... She works at this retirement community, which, my goodness, this they're not paying Hello Nurse enough at the right. Warner Brothers studio. She's, she's a doctor, too. She's a doctor. She's, she has multiple PhDs, as we all know. She speak, she's, she says too much. This woman does too much. Anyway, she escapes. <laughs> Sapi escapes and uh, eventually, you know, gets to uh, gets to the uh, CPS door and rescues uh, Skippy. And they all... Cha-cha out into the horizon. It's a very beautiful shot. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. I wish Aunt Slappy would get better and things were like they used to be. Hey, Pinocchio! I ate the blue fairy, but I think your wish just got answered. It's Slappy! Come on, kiddo, let's go home. All right! Cha-cha-cha! The show closes with a very jazzy Gippy or Slappy Squirrel, you know, theme. And uh, instead of any kind of tagline at the 
very end, it you know, Sloppy comes out of her house and says, it's over, go away. It's a totally Sloppy Squirrel episode, and many people uh, thought that this was kind of a, essentially might have been a pilot for a Sloppy Squirrel show, but according to a lot of people, this is, you know, that's not true. What You know, Tom Ruger has stated online that he would have loved for there to be a, you know, Sloppy Squirrel uh, spinoff, but uh, this was not a pilot for it, apparently. And, uh, yeah. I don't think you would want to make this a pilot for a show, personally. <laughs> this is way right. too... This is way too different. This is too, To me, a pilot is like, you got to show your best, funniest stuff. And this was not... It's uh, the funniest uh, Skippy and Sloppy. It was definitely a special of some sort. Um, well, that was the summary of the episode. Uh, what are some more of your thoughts, guys, on this episode, or at least how it ended and stuff like that? Uh, Kelly, I thought like the final or one of the, like, the final shots with him and Slappy walking in silhouette down the, the hill with the tree next to them um, seemed very reminiscent of the uh, final shot or one of the opening shots and, and then the final shot of Gone with the Wind. Ooh. With the uh, the tree in silhouette and sort of that orangey, glowy sky in the background. Totally, totally. I can see that. Um, Nathan, what about you? What did you like about this last uh, last segment? Well, I like that they finally got back together. Um, I do kind of wonder if it was all in Skippy's head, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a little too convenient that like, oh, it suddenly she just suddenly snaps out of it and. You know, but uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, uh, but yeah, this could be have been just the last episode of Slappy and Squirrel, and uh, Skippy's just imagining what it would be like if Slappy came back. Whatever, Nathan. Okay, it's, it's <laughs> a little more depressing. But... Yeah, that's letting that make it more depressing. Um, let's go to get let's get to some um reactions from some of our listeners. Uh, I put out a call out to. Twitter, Facebook, and our Discord channel over at discord.animaniacast.com and uh, to get some reactions of what people thought about this episode because it really kind of goes either way. Um, I'll start off while you guys are going to um, Facebook and Discord. Um, I'll just read something here that's on Tom Ruger's blog, which is uh, cartoonatics.blogspot.com. This uh, one listener said, or one Animaniacs uh, watcher said, Marlena said, one I love, although it breaks me breaks my heart, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo Clock. I love it because it has brilliant characterization and it takes Slappy's character to its full potential. And you really feel for her as she ages and watches how the TV has changed. Uh, she goes on and says a few other things she likes. And uh, Tom Ruger responded and said, uh, Thanks, Marlena. Uh, Cuckoo Clock had a lot to do with my relationship with my great Aunt Kay when I was a kid. She was a great and positive influence. Some people uh, fought that episode. They thought it wasn't funny enough. But I felt there was room for it. Glad you liked it. So that was back in 2012 that Tom uh, was responding and talking about all this stuff. So there's a whole mm. bunch of stuff on uh, Tom Ruger's blog that you can check out for a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes to it. Let's start with uh, Kelly. What did people say on our, our Facebook page about this episode? Well, um, Mike said that it was an interesting experience. I'm sorry, experiment. A tour de force for Nathan, for sure. He says he really enjoys the animation. John McClanahan's art style constantly creeps through. 
so it's a visual treat. But at least for him, the story doesn't work. Bits of it are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Nathan, what did you see on uh, Discord? Um, I got two things. So from Cartoon Fanatic, uh, we have from what I remember, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't a favorite of mine, but it was all right. It was interesting to see Slappy get her full half hour episode. And then uh, W. Clark One says, Joey, I think it was just okay. I appreciate the show trying to do a, a very emotional episode and be a one off episode and having me buy the fact that she could have a meltdown from daytime TV. It's sad that that's how it was in the 90s. However, I have some issues. Skippy being taken away from Slappy is way too sad, especially for this show, and seeing him being stressed while taking care of his aunt is, isn't amusing. I don't think the episode doesn't know uh, if it was to be funny with Slappy's condition or not. Lastly, I'm wondering why can't Slappy just leave seeing how she's all better now uh, in the last act. This is Slappy Squirrel, the old lady who would have put dynamite in your pants, and she's being wheeled back into her room. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> uh, Steven Soros here on Twitter said, of all the characters on Animaniacs, the last one you would expect to have such a heavy emotional storyline is Slappy, the dynamites down your pants squirrel. <laughs> And uh, we had another one here saying uh, from Tyson, from uh, at Tyson Truths, says, man, I remember this episode messing with me as a kid. Funny moments sprinkled throughout, but overall, a kick to the feels. And I got to mention this one here from OptiGrab, because anybody who has the name OptiGrab from The Jerk is just an amazing person. Uh, says, the thing I love is when Slappy goes crazy and she hears Uma and Oprah talk repetitively. So, yes, I agree with that. I think Cameron Brewer left something on Facebook, right, Kelly? What was it? Just uh... Yeah, it was, um, she just said, it's depressing, enough said. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> it's depressing. Well, I did, luckily it's not, I mean, hey, they got back together at the end, so that was uh, uplifting, right? Um, well, in Skippy's mind, they got back together. Oh, stop it, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Okay, guys, out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Nathan, let's start with you. I'll give it two and a half. I appreciate what they're trying to do. I just also didn't really enjoy watching it that much. <laughs> All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'll give it a three. I, I also appreciated um, what they were doing. And um, I thought it was a sweet episode, really. And, and kind of, I mean, it really gave the spotlight on Skippy and uh, saw, you know, a little bit of different side for him and Slappy. So I, I liked that. And um, it just wasn't as funny as as most of the episodes yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and give it a three as well i mean like um like we said nathan ruger in this one especially did some outstanding acting i think um especially in like those moments where he's being pulled away and then that other moment where he's like wishing starlight star bright and he's doing all that stuff it's sad it's there's some 
it got too real though for me. I, I that I, made me think of America, uh, an American tale. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Anytime you see a cartoon character looking up in the sky, <laughs> and then like somewhere out there. I should I should point out because you know it's me that that's a Steven Spielberg executive produced movie. Thank you. Very important to do that. Yep. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get to our poll results. It's it's time to get to our poll results from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had a fantastic episode last week. If you have not heard our interview with uh, Tom Ruger and uh, Paul Rugg last week, what are you doing? Go listen to that episode. It was a really fun time, and we you know again have to thank Paul and Tom for being on the show. You got to re- you know talk about Paul Rugg's writing style, how he got involved with the show, and um, but before that, we had an Animaniacast poll, and this was the question. It says, which of these songs from Hashtag Animaniacs Episode 82 is your favorite? So all of these are, you know, ones that had lyrics. So coming in at the bottom was Panama Canal, that had 11%. The Big Rap Party was 17%. Hello Nurse got 31% of the vote. But the Ballad of Magellan won this one with 41% of the vote, saying that was their favorite song from that episode. Well, Nathan, Kelly, what do you think? What was, of those four uh, songs, what was your favorite from episode 82? Nathan? <laughs> Ballad of Magellan, obviously. It's uh, so funny. And uh, Paul Rugg helped write it, I guess. So He did. Yeah. Would, yeah. I think I'm guessing he wrote the what part because that's hilarious. <laughs> Yes, that was a very funny part. Uh, Kelly, what about you? What Which of those four songs did you like the most? I also like Ballad of Magellan. I thought it was a fun song. Yeah, it's a it's a hard toss up between for me between Panama Canal and Ballad Ballad of Magellan. But uh, I'm gonna go with Ballad of Magellan as well. It's just such a it, they're both really good. And by the way, I forgot to mention when we talked about it, but the the lyrics or not the lyrics, the people who sing the lyrics on the CD Yakko's World are a little different. It was almost like um, they did the CD version first and uh, all the sailors saying like, hey, that's Argentina, uh, were redubbed with Dot and Wacko saying the lines instead. I just thought that was uh, interesting. And the original version, at least on the CD, it was basically uh, uh, Rob Paulson doing the majority of, you know, Yakko was singing it with a bunch of sailors of, Majority of which I believe were all voiced by Rob Paulson, too. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Well, do we have a question here for this week, Nathan, at all? Oh, I do. I had the perfect question. Hit us up. What was our question for this week? Okay. So, favorite Skippy and Slappy round five. All right. So, we've had four rounds of this already. This one is all the last four, except for this one that just happened. Uh, So... (laughs) Um, give me a break. Uh, Method Tour Madness, My Mother the Squirrel, and Soccer Coach Scrap- Slappy. So Give Me a Break is when Slappy is going crazy because she keeps trying to get a break but ends up in movies. So like Speed and all those other 90s movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Method Tour Madness. Slappy's going crazy. No, because uh, Skippy <laughs> is a really good actor. <laughs> I feel like there was another crazy episode of Slappy that I could think of. Yeah. Uh, no, uh... <laughs> Um, but she ends up teaching everyone how to act like a cartoon character or something. Uh, my mother, the squirrel, Slappy's crazy, and she has a kid. She starts thinking that a bird is her son or something. I can't really remember what happened in that one. It's a bluebird. 
<laughs> the bluebird, yeah. So the cute bluebird is uh, thinks that Slappy is his mom. And soccer coach Slappy is where uh, Skippy is playing soccer, but keeps getting hit in the head and crying right in the face, I guess. Is, those, are, those are four good Slippy, uh, Skippy and Slappy cartoons. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, uh, Cuckoo Clock would probably not win against those <laughs> as, as the best episode. But yeah. who am I? That'd I don't know. A- It'll be around six questions. It'll be around six questions to see if it runs into. In fact, I think there's only one more, uh, you know, Skippy and Slappy cartoon, perhaps, that we're coming to. Because we're coming to the end of our run of Animaniacs. And you know what that means, folks? We need to find out what we're going to talk about when we're done with the classic run of Animaniacs. Uh, Are we going to, should we talk about Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid? Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, (laughs) which that that goes without saying in my mind. You had... That has to be a write-in. Yes, that has to be a write-in thing. Uh, but you can tell us by going to survey.animaniacast.com and voting and just letting us know, hey, I'd like you guys to talk about this. And uh, in a few uh, weeks, we'll let you know what the results are, and uh, well, we'll just continue going on with that. It should be a lot of fun. So survey.animaniacast.com. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? I am available on Twitter, uh, DangoFT, that's me. And Kelly, what about you? I'm on Twitter also, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. I'm also available via email, kelly at bigshinyrobot.com. And I'm also now on Discord, where I think I'm Kelly Animaniacast. That's right. And speaking of our Discord channel, just discord.animaniacast.com. And, you know, it's a great place to hang out with uh, with us and talk about our latest episode or animation in general or Steven Spielberg or just whatever's going on in pop culture. Not only with us, but also with the other folks over at RetroZap.com. Uh, head to RetroZap.com. You can see a bunch of different podcasts uh, that you can listen to, a bunch of different articles that you can read, as well as other great content as well. You can see us also on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and send us an email, if you so wish, animaniacast at retrozap.com. Finally, I'll just say, you know what's really cool, guys? iTunes reviews. That's right. You can give us a five-star review on iTunes, and uh, we so appreciate it. And we'll see you on the top of the podcast charts. That'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Touch, touch, touch.